This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everybody. Welcome to OT3. Uh, We are hosted by Sarah, Ashley, who's me, and Steffi. Um, And we have a special guest with us today. We have Elise from Funhouse. What's up, Elise? Hey, thanks for having me Uh, and letting me. I basically like strong arm my way on this show. (laughs) I want to talk about fandom stuff and I want to do it. And I. And uh, we, thank you. Thank you for having me Strong arm, bro. Like, Elise wants to be on us. No. Like, yes. Yeah, we were all like, yes. <laughs> Elise? Yes. Uh, uh, we, will, we will roll out the red carpet and be like, Elise, yes, come. Share we with all us squee. Think yeah. it was a bunch of ease <laughs> in the chat. No, <laughs> I love what y'all are doing. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I I think like fan theories. Uh, I, I love the subreddit, fa- uh, you know, fan theories. Uh, mm. I love movie detail. I, I think everything that you guys are doing is awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Elise, just to let you know, I'm technically still on vacation, but I wanted to be on this episode so bad. So, Oh, I'm sorry, Stephanie. So, don't apologize. I'm so excited. I, I love doing this show and I love you. You're like one of my favorite people. So oh, I'm excited. You too. Yay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to Simple Buttons, who left the loveliest review I've ever read in my entire life on audible.com. So uh, if you want a shout out, please leave a review on iTunes, Twitter, Audible. Uh, seriously, this was so lovely. Thank you, Simple Buttons, so much. And with that, let's uh, introduce the theme of the episode, which is a massive, crazy, big, epic theme named Lord of the Rings! <laughs> the crowd roars. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to get a, you know, uh, we've talked to Elise. Elise, I know you're a big fan. And I kind of want to just round robin real quick. Can you guys tell me a little bit about how much you know about Lord of the Rings and try to explain the plot in one to two sentences? Um, I'll start with Sarah because this is going to be fun. Uh, Lord of the Rings <laughs> is about a ring that was once one of seven, I believe. And it's the only one that survived and it has lots of powers and people want it because it makes them really powerful. And uh, this this little hobbit uh, basically is one of the very few people who can hold it without losing his mind. And so uh, it was determined by Gandalf that he has to walk not ride, not take the giant eagles, which would make sense, all the way and throw it into a volcano. And then there's also the little, the little uh, uh, Smeagol-esque man in the, that gets in the way, and then there's these Dementors that attack them, and yeah. All right, so with that, I'm going to round-robin it to Elise. Uh, same question, how, how do you like Lord of the Rings, you know, and then also like one to two sentence, let's, let's try to do that plot. <laughs> Um, so I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, I've not read the books, though. I attempted to read the first book in high school and, you know, 20 years ago and then was like, these aren't necessarily for me. But I am a huge, avid, rabid movie fan, having rewatched the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy more times than I could possibly count. Um, it's factors into my everyday life, um, probably in not the most like sophisticated way but in that i've for maybe three years now my friends and i have this group called lord of the the memes where every day we just share lord of the rings memes and it's like our little you know every every day you know somebody's gonna kick you and you've you've seen it you've seen it in the timeline already (laughs) by the time your friends have shared it but you still you know make a little comment about it whatever um i love that so much (laughs) (laughs) i i would say that the lord of the rings is about a a man child who alongside his gardener takes a piece of jewelry and throws it into a volcano. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, You're I, more than so much more uh, <laughs> short than mine. Oh my no, my, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's the Lord of the Rings is one of the most epic world building sagas ever made mm-hmm. it's I, almost hard to comprehend it right because you try to put it yeah. in a couple of words and you're just like it it's almost impossible it's like the the, the highest of high fantasy epics mm-hmm. like purely as of yet and it's ten rings sarah that's why i made that face <laughs> <laughs> so 
Oh, I, I knew there was more than one. That counts for something, right? <laughs> Which probably a lot of people don't know. I probably went yeah. for the seven because of the Horcruxes. Um, I, yeah. Oh, whimsy. Well, you did say Dementors, which I really liked. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the raids. Seven is a magic number. Ten is not. <laughs> All right, Steffi, it's your turn. All right. Oh, I love Lord of the Rings. I've watched the movies so many times. Like, I've marathoned the heck out of them. Uh, I did read the first book, but by the time I got to the second one, I realized I was just reading words and not comprehending what was on the page anymore. So I was like, I'm done. And then I just rewatched the movies all over again. And I'm obsessed with the soundtracks. The soundtracks are so freaking good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Lord of the Rings is basically a boy band road trip obsessed about jewelry. Nice. Nice. It's it definitely that first movie's road trip central, except yeah. walking. Yeah. I, dude, I've recently landed on Lord of the Rings TikTok and I just keep getting little snippets that I'm like, what? And it's like there's this guy who like he's read all of like what's the big book, Jaron? You just said it. It's the the, the Silmarillion. He read that and he's like a huge nerd. And like the other day he was saying, Yeah, so Sam went back and got buried next to Aragog or something. And it's just like, what? And it's like, yeah, that's that's canon that's canonical. I could be mixing up all the characters and everything, but it was just like, oh, it's sad. And like I just get him like every like once a day, just like a weird little Lord of the Rings fact that will never pertain to my life and I will never remember it properly, or like, but like, or like the guy who breaks his foot when he kicks that thing. I just know that about the movies. Yes. And like that's it. Like that's 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 the extent of my knowledge more than anything right now. The that's guy, the internet's favorite fact. Yeah. That breaks that thing on his foot. Yeah. No, he breaks yeah. his foot on the thing. That's uh-huh. the thing. Mid filming and they kept the shot. And now that you've mentioned it, we have to say what it is, which is that Vigo Mortensen, when he kicked the helmet in distress because they the hobbits were missing, he actually actually hurt and broke his foot. Mm-hmm. And so the the scream was real. And anytime that you see that on screen as a Lord of the Rings fan, you have to say it out mm-hmm. loud and say the <laughs> it's fact. It's pretty much law. <laughs> it's law. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> I think my favorite TikTok is like the Lord of the Rings helpline is like, okay, uh, are you trying to say the, yes. the, the fact? You could say it to me or you can like try not to say it to your friend who's never seen the movie. Like, no, yep. no, I have to say it. I have to say it. <laughs> yeah. So it's I, so cute. I think like one of my favorite meme things is just Denethor eating tomatoes. Yes. I don't know if you yes. all remember this from uh, Denethor, <gasps> oh. who's like the steward of Gondor. Mm. There's, you know, a pretty like tense scene where uh, Mer- or Pippin is uh, at the castle in front of him and he's just like eating tomatoes. But so it's so disgusting. And isn't his son like riding off to battle? Like during yeah. that time period, and he's just like eating. It's like he's just chomping his, down. It's gross. And freaking out this poor little hobbit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate that scene. Ah, oh. but then again, like if you ever get a tomato that's really delicious, I get it. It's just the framing. Ah, oh. so gross. Um. So I'm just gonna pop back around to me real quick, just because I got a. Really long sentence, because I don't know if there's anyone on the planet that doesn't know what Lord of the Rings is, but I want to give it a proper intro. All of you were correct. All of your, maybe Sarah's was a little off sometimes. Mostly there. Um, it was pretty, I was still good. It was still good. I try. Um, but Lord of the Rings is an epic high fantasy novel written by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, and he wrote that from 1937 to 1949, set in a place called Middle Earth, where men, dwarves, goblins, and all manner of fantasy creatures try to survive a war between good and evil. The book has sold about 150 million copies worldwide and is a source material for the coolest, in my opinion, film trilogy series that premiered from 2001 to 2003, starring, just so that everybody kind of, Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Viggo Mortensen, Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett, J. Christopher Lee, Billy Boyd, Dominic uh, Monaghan. Is that how you say that? That's like Monaghan. Monaghan, yeah. Orlando Bloom, Hugo Weaving, Andy Serkis, and Sean Bean. Like, what a cast. And we're mostly going to talk about the uh, films, just because I feel like that's what we're really, really understandably good at. But, like, let's talk about the books for a second. Steffi tried to read it. Elise, did you try to read the books? You said you tried, right? 
Yeah, some of the the first book. And then I kind of just made the the decision that it wasn't for me and that was fine. And I can still be a big fan of the movies. And that's healthy fandom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it just like if I I, it, I don't remember it that much, but I just remember I was like, did I just read like four pages about a tree? Like it, that's what it felt like a lot of the, the time. Trees were the best part. I yeah, remember no, no, the no, movies. No, I'm the not trees talking about were great. the great. Oh, oh, honey, I'm not talking about the magical trees. Oh, <laughs> just okay. the scenery and things like that. I'm like the descriptive detail. Yeah, he's very descriptive, which is cool and great. It just. It, for my teenage brain, it was too much. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I can read it now. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I have the attention span anymore, but. <laughs> the the books are amazing. Um, for anyone that has the attention span to really give it their all, because you have to be paying attention because mm-hmm. there is so much description. There's songs. There's like almanacs. There's like, uh, like Jaren was saying, like the Semmerillion, which uh, Jaren, I don't know how you tried to do that because. That was like it's rough. Notes. It's it's like a Bible, and then he it, it it'll be like, and here's this person. The elves call this, and the hobbits call this, and man call this person, and they intertwine the names as he's talking about them. It's the worst. <laughs> that's, that's my problem sometimes with like fantasy and science fiction is too many new proper nouns that I can't mm. anchor oh, in yeah. any reality. I get confused. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's like a while ago. I had an episode that we called fairy porn go back. Uh, but that is like one of those books where like they immediately throw you in there. Like, all right, this is the world. These are the people remember their names and they all kind of rhyme together. Deal with it. And you're just like, yeah, hey, you bitch. Why? <laughs> give us give us a chart in the back, at least. Like, give me yeah. like something. Give me family tree. Well, Ashley, there's also Tom Bombadil. Yes. Oh, yeah. So Tom, Sarah, do you know who Tom Bombadil is? No. Oh, okay. Sarah, you don't want to know who's Tom Bomba Bill. <laughs> so it's a character that's in the book that um, actually you find out if you do all the Lord of the Rings trivia that uh, Treebeard uh, kind of has some yeah. of his phrases and they kind of try to smush him into that character a little bit. But he's huge in the um, in the books. He's actually one of the first <clears throat> characters they meet. And he is. Like, there's so many fan theories about him. Like, he's this, like, kind of OP, like, like person, but he doesn't really help them. He's kind of, he's this jolly old guy they meet in the woods, and you think he's crazy. And it goes on and on, but then you don't see him for a while. Elise, what do you think? I, I He's like a god, right? He's like yeah. some time, type of, like, Forest otherworldly. God? Yeah, like, Jaren, maybe you can. Jaren, who's Tom Bombadil? I'm trying to look for the exact like wording for it. Give me yeah, one I, d- I don't know how to best <laughs> articulate it. You know, it, he 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 kind of like flits in and then he's got a horse named Fatty Lumpkin <laughs> and he's weird. And he yeah, he just sings his songs. and Then he's like on his way has always been my understanding of Tom Bombadil. Yeah. And, and, and the funniest thing is, if you read the books, you know who he is because he's such a big character. But if you don't, you're like, who is he? Like, yeah, what was his purpose? Um, there's a ton I, of theory on him. When the movies were coming out, I was dating somebody that was big into Lord of the Rings and he was really into the books. And I remember him being very upset that Tom Bombadil wasn't in the movies. And then he explained Tom Bombadil to me. And I was like, what, I don't know to what end would this man be in the movies? To what purpose? I've, <laughs> I think they made the right choice. Do they even reference him, though? Like, that's the thing is, like, did they like have like a little like nod not really i would say the only thing is so treebeard the tree that picks up a marianne pippin in the uh, forest when they're being hunted by the orcs he some of his lines and some of the way he says stuff is similar to tom bombadil but that's as close as they got and even that i go mm, i want to say that i want tom i wish tom bombadil was in the it was in the show <laughs> just because of his name I just love it. I love it so much. Can you just imagine being like, ah, oh, yeah, Tom Bombabill was my favorite character. <laughs> I love the pronunciation. Wait, yeah. how do you say it? Bom- Bombadil? Not Bombadil? Bombadil. Bombadil. Yeah. Oh, not Bill. Bombadil. Bill. I like the way you say it. Bombadil. Bombadil. I like Bill, though. Well, I mean, Amazon is coming out with a series. Do you think that he's going to come out in that? Like Probably. I don't know, but I mean, if they have more time, that was one of the biggest fan reactions from like the book crowd to the movie crowd. Although I will say 
for, you know, thinking about like Star Wars and other big epics, Mm -hmm. the book crowd for Lord of the Rings was pretty damn happy with the movies. Like it was, it was, they were pretty pleased with what Peter Jackson was able to do. Um, Yeah. And I think that's why I don't I don't find a ton of division in this fandom. And maybe that's just my personal experience and other people have found toxicity. But I've generally found that I don't encounter a lot of gatekeeping along the lines of, oh, you know, you haven't read the books. How how could you not? How could you call yourself a fan if you are mm-hmm. only, you know, a, a rabid fan about the movies? I, I've never really come across that. And I, I think it it might just be the temperament of the people who like it. Um, it could also be that, like you're saying, Ashley, that they're they nailed it, you know? It was a pretty close to now that I think you could do in three movies over three years. Like <laughs> talking about that production process. I mean, you hear like you look at like that, you know, uh behind the scenes footage and they were out there for like what, eighteen months, like <sighs> filming that thing. Wasn't what there, an epic. Wasn't there one of them that refused to shower? I think it was Viggo Mortensen because he wanted to be in character. Oh, yeah. Oh, he wanted to be the ranger. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, there there are lots of stories where like, you know, Sean Bean, I think, wouldn't he he would hike the mountains because he was afraid of helicopters. I heard that one. And and they talk about how like because the, the process just to put on the Hobbit feet was like so agonizing and time consuming that some of them were like, well, I wouldn't, you know, it was the difference between 30 minutes of extra sleep to take the extra glue off my feet at the end of the day. So sometimes I would just leave the the glue residue on for the next because they're going to redo it the next morning. So I can understand on a pr- production like that, you'd be like, I'm going to eschew some of my personal hygiene because this is exhausting. Yeah. Um, and, and to be fair, like you were saying, road trip, like boys road trip. I mean, that's a lot of the movie. Uh, we have a couple <laughs> of really awesome female characters but none of them are on the road trip, so to speak. <laughs> so Yeah, I never once thought about that. Yeah. I, it's a, so we have um, Liv Tyler, who is Arwen, and mm. we have Eowyn. Funny, I always got that mixed up a little bit when I first started the, the series. There's a lot of names that just sound like each other. And two badass female characters, um, but... They're not really, I guess Eowyn is the one that gets the most action in the end, right? Like she gets yeah. that awesome scene. I am no man. Uh, yeah, God. and it's my understanding that they also like <laughs> padded those characters a bit for the movies. Mm. So, like, were, yeah. were there no like female character representation really in the book? Was it poor? Not a whole lot. Because like we also have Galdriel and um, it's just... It's very male focused, which mm. it's not a bad thing. I, I want to make it sure, like, uh, we always talk about like the Beckel test and things like that. And uh, I probably said that wrong, but stories like this, it, it's just very focused on these like male friendships. And I, I think it works in that way. And it, it does suck there isn't more female representation, but I, I don't know, for something like this, for at least this story, it kind of makes sense. For me, yeah, like the source yeah. material being from like the 30s mm-hmm. um, and it being kind of like this massive epic. Uh, yeah, there isn't a lot there. And I, and I will say in the books, there's a lot more female characters. But do mm. they play massive plot turning like roles besides Galadriel, Arwen, Eowyn? And even that, I think they, like at least said, they bumped them up because they let's get more girls on screen. Um, <laughs> yeah. And The Hobbit was reactionary to that in like that Evangeline Lilly's part was just conjured and created to have that representation, which I, I appreciate the thought that went into it, but I also didn't really like the, just like we're sandwiching in a romantic plot line that really is. And I have to confess, uh, I have, I of course like saw all the Hobbit movies in their original iteration, but I've also watched one of those re-edited, um, Mm. cut downs where like somebody's like, I've cut all three Hobbit movies into a four hour film And it still felt like the longest four hours of my life. <laughs> but in the one that I watched, this person completely scrubbed it of Evangeline Lilly, which like for me, you know, it it's like it, it's a catch 22 because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I do like that they like they tried to be like, yeah, this is problematic that there aren't women in this movie, mm-hmm. in the story. But then also I'm like, oh, but you you tanked it. You blew it. It's like that conversation of like, is it worth adding female representation if all they're doing is adding to a man's story? 
Like you need a female in there being a female, not just there to be a tool for a man. Yeah. If she's just she's just there to be like a conduit or to ferry something or like to be. um, I I forget the term, but like I see it a lot more now, which is uh, a dead. And it happened in Deadpool, like when his, you know, his girlfriend or wife is is sorry, spoiler, but like is killed. And then that's his. Oh, fridging. Fridging. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's not great. Uh, I think I also remember there was something in her contract that she's like, I really don't want to be a a part of a love triangle. I just got out of a long series that was a love triangle. You're going to put me in this. I don't want a love triangle. They're like, oh, of course we won't. And then they went against their own. He reminded me about the love Mm. triangle. Why did I I think I tried to scrub that from my mind. I don't know why that made me so like unhappy when I watched (laughs) it. (laughs) Love triangles are so like, have you seen? This there's this thing on TikTok that's saying that like the reason that Gen Zs hate love triangles because they are of the generation where they're like, why are you not just in a polygamous relationship? <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, this is so stupid. You all can be together and happy. Just shut up. <laughs> and I mean, that it's, it's like I, I love Legolas, but I don't, wasn't. I felt weird to have him in the Hobbit. Honestly, it, it, right? it just it was like I I, I got my elf fulfillment through lee pace because mm-hmm. i oh my god lee pace and the hobbit I was lee pace. i will say there's a lot of flaws in that movie lee pace is perfect in that movie who is lee pace he is he plays uh lee Goss's dad and if you don't know mm, lee pace, yep. he's, okay 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 he's the We're king there. of oh Earth wait Point. he is like he's a dilf like for sure <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to bring something to the table. I know Ashley has like a whole line that we're probably way off base on, but no, God, this is every episode of OT3. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the Hobbit has a ginormous fan fiction present. Like I see it all the time and it's between the two, the, it's the two, uh, what are they? What it's the group of the like 12, are they dwarves? Dwarves. Dwarves. Yeah. The two lead dwarves. Like the big one and like the other one, it's like the two of them in love. And like that's like 90% of the fan fiction. Okay. I, 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 feel like need to, I need names because I can't. Yeah. I got it. One second. Here. Yeah. I'm gonna I, have I, a little bit of One of them quacky. is Thorin and she's trying to talk Thorin, about Thorin, yeah. 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 Um I mean, I, I, I Thorn is like the only one. I it's so hard to when when they released all those Hobbit character posters where it's like the thirteen dwarves and they've got a poster. For, I'm like, are you? Am I supposed to know who all these people are? Yeah. No way. No so, way. Uh, okay, I'm on Ao3. It is. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the two. It's uh Bilbo Baggins and Thorin Oakenshield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh. They have yeah, their makes sense. five thousand fan fictions of the two of them together. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Checks. I like I mean, it's like one of those I go sh- like sometimes I go looking for fan fiction by like general topic like magic AU something like that and like I'll always see like there was a point in time in like the er- like mid 2000s when you would just always see those two and I'm like I don't like the Hobbit this much can we just keep going can we just keep going <laughs> I will but. say uh, Thorin and Bilbo was perfectly cast like those oh, two yeah. like the performances yeah. were great and like I, I actually did read Hobbit once again in high school so even when I read it I don't I don't remember <clears throat> all the dwarves names like I was like oh yeah he he's here cool <laughs> yeah and I would even say in, in in Lord of the Rings like when those movies came out mm-hmm. uh Pippin and Mary they have such a strong like you, they're the comedy relief but we don't actually get to know them until later on in the movies. It's all about Frodo and Sam. Like that is the, that is the, and there are four of them. There were 12 dwarves, like, right. Yeah. Like it's like- <laughs> but I, I will say like one of the greatest things that was birthed out of Lord of the Rings was the friendship between Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan. Yes. <laughs> and, and I don't know I, how deep you guys follow them or where, but they've, they're still best friends to this day. And they do a podcast together called The Friendship what? Onion. And once once everyone's done listening to <laughs> OT3, you should go listen to Friendship Onion because they are adorable. And oh, no, um, I need this. they oh, talk wait. they talk about like because they're still best friends now. So they like they hang out every week. And but then they also like tell stories from the production and they've they've kind of started having some of the Lord of the Rings cast guest on it, too. <gasps> That's lovely. And uh, it, it's delightful. They are just, they, they, 
they get each other so much and they just like they have their own little it's almost like two people that would have their own little language mm-hmm. much like the language that Tolkien created for Lord of the Rings which is one of my other favorite Lord of the Rings things that people that, know Elfin everybody knows well yeah it, it, the way that I, I always hear it told is like Tolkien created a, a language and then went, well, I guess I better write an epic story to go along with this language. My favorite like, isn't isn't Tolkien the one who was roommates or like best friends with C.S. Lewis? Is that I I believe I, they they were like contemporaries uh, and part of a society. Yeah. My favorite yeah. is like there's like stories of the two of them like writing their stories and how ridiculous they are and how they inspired each other and how like if you look the influence on each other's stories, which I like, I haven't read really either of them in a very long time um, or never touched any of the Lord of the Rings. But I think it's like a really interesting concept that like these two great authors of our time with two completely different views of the world, like created these stories. Fun fact, we wouldn't have the Cimmerillion because J.R.R. Tolkien made it for C.S. Lewis. That's what I thought. To give to to get some you know appendage stuff going, and then it ended up being published. I think uh, after he passed or post mortem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like they were, they definitely had like a, some kind of like writer buddy like inspo relationship from way back when, and they were both like ep- like very amazing writers. I, I feel like I read somewhere that uh, C.S. Lewis was getting annoyed because he had like a short story about a lamppost and Tolkien was like, nothing ever happens around a lamppost. And he's like, oh, really? And then made Narnia and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it was like just some petty, yeah. oh, petty shit. Dude, petty shit leads to the best creations in life. Like, let's be honest. Like, I hate that I'm going to say this because, uh, as I said before, I freaking hate J.K. Rowling, but I know too much about her because of my, like, past history of life. But part of the reason, like, she started writing her, she started writing Harry Potter when she was, like, divorced and hating her husband and, like, in the midst of, like, on a train ride to, like, get away from him or something. And it's just, like, petty shit. You got the pet you need. Like sometimes life shit sucks, but sometimes good things come from it. So, you know, petty bullshit between friends and arguments or some major event in your life can shape your future. You don't know anything about that, right, Steffi? Nothing at all. I'm not petty at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't call me out here. (laughs) I feel like pettiness is one of the reasons we have this podcast now. (laughs) Might be. But just to go back to Lord of the Rings, because there's just, again, there's just so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get, like, you know, let's just get some combos going. Uh, what are favorite scenes, quotes, memes from Lord of the Rings that just top of your oh, head? Oh, man. That's, that's a can of worms, dude. <laughs> For me, like, the 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 section of Lord of the Rings that I have seen the most because I used to just specifically watch this one part before I went to sleep every night for probably like six months of my life was the battle of Helm's deep in two towers. It's in my opinion, one of the just most like eloquently executed, fantastic war, like battle scenes in film especially the considering it's a night scene where you see all the action you know exactly what's going on game of thrones eat your heart long the longest night or whatever it's the so hell it was called <laughs> eat your heart out um but i just i just think helm's deep is is just so masterful and and i love it i recently saw again my random tiktoks uh, i recently saw a tiktok where somebody was saying that apparently in, in an interview somebody who worked on that movie was like, hey, it's nighttime. Like, we're not gonna be able to see everything. And he was like, Peter Jackson was like, then add lights. And they're like, yeah, but it's nighttime. And he goes, yeah. And this is a movie about elves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And he goes, it doesn't oh matter. God. Add lights. Um, Man, this. What, yeah. Sorry. I just, this might be the catalyst that gets me on TikTok because I did not know that there was such a fervent Lord of the Rings presence. Oh, Elise, oh, oh my there's God. everything. Okay, okay, Elise, Elise, let me tell you about TikTok. If you have an interest, eventually TikTok is going to figure that out and get you on that side of TikTok. Like, no. I... Oh. Dangerous. 
Like I said, I was stuck on bisexual pirate TikTok for months and I was the happiest person ever. Like <laughs> I yeah, and I'm on like weird, like I'm on fan fiction, uh, smut talk, book talk. Smut talk. Yeah, no, smut smut talk is a place. And they like really like we did an episode also in OT3 earlier on about like this book called uh Ice Planet Barbarians, which was all because of smut talk. Like basically it was this it was this book that's really poorly written and it has a shit ton of books and it it, it reached number one in like Kindle Unlimited purely because of TikTok. And it's not good. And then the second thing smut talk went on to, which again I took off the rails again, but it was a book about milking a minotaur. And it was it went viral. It was in like the top ten, and it it uh, they they ain't milk they it, they ain't milking for milk. Uh, but um, oh god, Sarah, Sarah. yeah, no, Don't it was Sarah. like all of smut guys... talk was like you need to read this, and I go, no, I'm drawing the line. I'm Can not you... touching that book. Please sell the OT3 T-shirt that says in quotes, "They ain't milking for milk." <laughs> Please, or call this episode that. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, milk for milk. Yeah, they ain't milking for milk. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna look up what the book's so called because it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> now I need oh. to read this Minotaur so, book, but okay. Ashley, what's your favorite scene? Okay, thank you. Um, man, I have so many. Uh, I was just gonna. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll come back to this, but. You were talking about the Battle of Helm's Deep. One of my favorite moments is when the elves show up <sighs> to like help them. And it's just like <gasps> there there was an alliance between yeah. men and elves before, and we are yeah. here too. Yeah, we'll fight aside lo- alongside you once more. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. And you're like, goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> um, oh my god. I, I, okay. Super classic. Uh I got a couple. Um you know, uh, Return of the King. They're climbing up the mountain. Frodo's falling off. I can't make it, Sam. He's like, I can't <laughs> carry it for you, but I can carry, carry you. And he you. just throws him. I also oh got my a, God. I also got a shout out my man worm tongue. Dude. Uh, <laughs> who, biggest creep on film, but Gandalf busting in the, you didn't take the old man's stuff. Like... <laughs> You know, Gandalf coming in there, busting oh shit down, God. throwing off his cloak, that wrecking is... stuff. Theoden King, you know, too long have you sat in the shadow? Like, it's just, it's so, so good. Good. All right, we got to talk about my boy Sam, though, because he is literally oh. one of my favorite characters of all time. Right. Like, one of my favorite scenes, because, like, one of my, the, the trope that I hate the most is, like, nah, I got to do it alone. And Frodo tries to do that. And Sam's like, no, fuck you and then goes after Frodo nearly drowns to get to him just to prove a point and then they go off on an adventure and I'm like yeah Sam is my boy I love mm-hmm. Sam mm-hmm. and yeah yeah, you don't who are you? Sam, I'm his wrong. gardener. Oh, <laughs> I'm his gardener. Oh, uh, uh, the ship between so Frodo much. and Sam that is a strong ship mm-hmm. that has always been a strong ship. And this is before this is like old school fan fiction, so you're probably gonna find a lot on like fanfiction.net, but. Man, was the love for these two strong. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. It just, it, it just, Sam's such a good character. He just, I don't know. Sometimes I think he could actually take the ring personally, but that's a whole other debate. But yeah, Sam is just like such a good, pure character. He just wants to do everything he can to help Frodo. And like, like that line, he's like, I'll carry you. And I'm just like, yes, Sam, you can do it. And it just... Uh, Frodo definitely could not have done this without Sam. A hundred. So what if the reason that they in, that they insisted that Sam gets married at the end of the book is because they're going to be like, if we, if he doesn't get married, it, everybody is going to assume that these two just went off and were gay lovers together. Yeah. It yeah. was like it was like him a, eleven got a, kids. Oh, yeah. He's got a child. He's super straight. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. They're in love with each other. They're exactly. No. They're totally in love. For sure. Uh, I'd like to say that I don't. Again, I'm the person of the least knowledge of Lord of the Rings in this group, but I'd like to say that the scene with Pippin and Marion and the fucking trees, like that shit was so cool when, cause I'm also the youngest in the room. So I was like, I was watching this when I was like 10 and I was like, this shit is these big trees coming in being badasses is the coolest thing on the planet. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And I in, will say, Sarah. Oh, I was going to say, oh yes. 
Uh, I know I mispronounce things, but I love the way you mispronounce things. It's just <laughs> yeah. so cute. What did I say wrong? Miriam. Mary. It's just Mary. Oh, huh. Okay. <laughs> I thought, okay. Oh, we'll go it's, with that. It's a lot of unique proper nouns to remember. Yeah. In Lord of the Rings. Yes. Just, but I was going to say, <laughs> counterpoint of my least favorite scene, because it gave me nightmares for years, is the orc being born. That first orc oh. that's just it's like... And you're oh, just like, that's right. <laughs> they come out of it, pods in the ground. It was awful. I Eugenics just remember, of, of orcs. Ugh, well, I just, that's... I, I love Saruman's whole deal, uh, yeah. uh, you know, at Isengard. I love that that it's he's created this industry and the idea that the trees, the Ents are marching, the last march of the Ents. Oh, it's badass, you know, when they when the Ents are, are storming the place and you know, release the river. And I always <laughs> have a mild panic attack because there's this one Ent that uh, catches fire. Yeah, but then he goes like this in the water. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, and he dunks his head. And uh, every and I've seen. I mean, I've seen that movie a hundred times. But every time he dunks his head, I have a little sigh of relief. Like, okay, all right, no. it's oh okay. Yeah. It's just a little jar. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Um, yeah, just you know, uh, some lore though. Um, I think orcs are were made from elves that have been tortured. What? And I orcs are fallen men, right? Corrupted the, men. And the Urukai are like a men orc hybrid. Yeah, what? men orc hybrid. Yes. So, and I, I don't know if it's men or elves. I don't know which. Oh, uh, men orcs and, and elves, I think. And well, I'm not no, sure. Oh, pardon, oh, pardon me. I think I'm getting everything confused. Orcs, orcs proper are fallen elves. Fallen elves. And then and Urukai then the, are the mix. Are the men orc hybrid. Yes. Yeah. So basically what they did is Sauron tortured elves for so long that he created a race called orcs. And it's like, so um, Tolkien um, came in with the idea that like elves were supposed to be the kind of beings on the world and they're made by like the gods and they're supposed to be this perfect representation of what a being should be. And then orcs are like the worst. They're like the, the tormented soul of these creatures that, you know, after, I guess, and then I guess they started breeding them or something. Um, and then men fall in the middle of like, eh. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> but he loved the elves and that's why he made that language for them, which, you know, you know, that Lord of the Rings knowledge of like, I have my tattoo of my name in Elvish on my hand or but something like, it's like that. It's gorgeous though. You can't it's, deny that that language oh, is beautiful. So oh, yeah. Like Saruman out here making like Captain America super soldier. <laughs> <laughs> these men you know mix them with orcs i i, I love oh. any any little texture stuff like that is so amazing it's such a the ah, ah. see uh, the, you want to know what i feel like they're i never fell into lord of the rings fan fiction like i'll fall into any fan fiction even if i don't watch the series but i never fell into lord of the rings fan fiction because it doesn't really leave anything on the table like that's something that i like kind of respect of it like it's like there's no question of who was doing what here or what was going on here or where did this come from? Like, because like, it's like laid out, like you can just Google it and there are the facts. Wait, wait, wait. I have, I have one really good ship that you don't really know what happened to them. And that mm. is Legolas and Gimli. Go off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God. After Lord of the Rings. And even in the books, they go off and have many adventures together for hundreds of years. And that is like their ending. I'm going to cry. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so there's a lot of shipping of them. And oh, wasn't that yes. the best relationship? Toss me. Don't tell the elf. Okay. <laughs> so, now I've pulled up the Lord of the Rings um, AO3 page. And the order is Frodo Baggins and Sam. Um, then Gimli and Legolas. And yep. then Aragon and Arwen. So oh. and then Aragon and Legolas. I can okay. see that one a little okay, bit. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, because I mean, what both... were they, you know, what were they doing? They were, you know, young lads growing up <laughs> with the elves. And uh, who knows? pretty attractive, you know what I mean? I mean, Viggo Mortensen, let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go. Orlando Bloom. They cast yeah. it so well. They cast they it did. so oh, well. Yeah. My, it was yeah, just and, pretty oh, boys sorry, on sorry. screen the whole time. No, you go, Anyways. please. Well, and the, and the thing that everybody also like, the trivia that everyone likes to talk about, too, is that Stuart Townsend was originally cast to play Aragorn. And filmed for about, you know, three weeks or something 
as Aragorn. And actually on that most recent episode that I listened to of uh, the, the Friendship Onion, they have Sean Astin on and they talk about this one day early into filming when Peter Jackson called a meeting at the end of the day and was like, I need to talk to you all. And Sean Astin thought it was like, he's like, this sounds serious. And all the other hobbits were like, nah, it's probably not. They're probably just congratulating us on a great first day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they, he, they sat them down and, and said, uh, Stuart Townsend is no longer with the production. He's been recast. And they were like, oh, damn, like anyone is replaceable, you know, which we have an entirely different Lord of the Rings if it was him. I mean, I feel bad for Stuart mm-hmm. because... Do we but, know, you know Vigo, I can't I can't imagine it not being Vigo. It has to be Vigo. Oh my god, he was the perfect ranger. So like, I would I have something else to add to this because you it's just like I just had like a flashback. But if you go back and watch the video on Rushdie, like I will have that flashback. I had a LM, I had a middle school teacher who was obsessed, obsessed with Aragon. Like, to the point, like, she had a calendar in the room. She had a cardboard cutout. She had posters. And I completely oh forgot she existed until this moment. And I was like, <laughs> right, Aragon. And I was like, and she used to, like, talk about him a lot. And I was like, what is going on? She was, like, language arts. Like, no, no, it wasn't language arts. It was, um, what is it called? It's, like, the thing where you learn about geography, but it's not geography. It's, like, the around the world <laughs> subjects. <laughs> Geography? No, not geography. <laughs> Ow, I just smashed my hand. Oh, no. It sounds like this woman was obsessed. <laughs> yes. I just forgot about it. I just wanted to share it with the group. I, I don't have any Lord of the Rings knowledge. So this, is my, this, is my, this is what I have to contribute. <laughs> you blacked it out. Yeah, she was also a bitch. Like, oh. so I'm not. Oh, my God. You know, I think maybe so, that's where my hate. Maybe that's why I never got into Lord of the Rings. Because, like, she loved it. She was awful. You had a uh, basically you had some camps going on when the movies were coming out. I don't know if you guys remember that, like I'm an Aragorn fan. I'm a Legolas fan. Some I don't pointed, remember that. Uh, you know, Sean Astin had a big following. Like women were going wild for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, it took me an embarrassing um, amount of time to realize that Sean and like that uh, Sam was in Stranger Things. An embarrassing amount of time. But, he looks oh. a little different. He looks a little different. Yeah. He's got the same vibe. Uh, I he was feel so like good in Stranger Things, though. His first role coming off of me, for me, from Lord of the Rings that I remember was him in the Adam Sandler movie, Fifty First Dates. Yes, fishnet, like, <laughs> he's got the mesh oh, shirt oh. and he plays Drew Barrymore's brother. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that so well. He's on, oh, like, steroids or something. <laughs> I need to mention that Jaren, just in uh, the OT3 Slack we have, he just goes, air uh, gone. Apparently, (laughs) he's getting frustrated with us. I love love your mispronunciation. They're just so subtle. They're so subtle. (laughs) But they change the entire word. (laughs) And that is why I can't spell for shit. So, yeah, whatever. Well, it's Aragorn. <laughs> gone? It's Aragorn. Gorn. But I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> be a dick. <laughs> no, be a dick. That's the game. That's the name of the game here. Aragorn is the dragon. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Oh, that was really funny. I um, smiled immediately. I was like, Oh God, that was hilarious. I'd also um, like to share. I have. Uh, I know that we're supposed to be talking about Lord of the Rings, but I want you to know the Minotaur book is called Morning Glory Milking Farm. No, oh it's not. It is. <laughs> and the cover, I wanted to show you guys the cover. Yeah, there it is. The cover is like a Ew. girl with gloves, a minotaur, and the shadow in the Ooh. background, and in a very full glass of something or another. Uh, so, you know. Okay, now I'm done. Continue okay. with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to go from that. Uh, yeah, where do we go from there? Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord okay. of the Rings. Okay. <laughs> How about this? Gollum versus Smeagol. Like and a that, ship? No, versus, <laughs> although we could ship them. I have seen weirder ships before, mm. but the fact that like he has the that conversation with himself is one of my favorite scenes. You don't have any friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't have any friends. Andy Circus. Oh, so, so good. good. So good. He was yeah. like the 
person that like ran stuff like this, right? Like he did a lot of not just this movie, but he's done a lot of like yes. things where he's like the crawling on the floor type of guy. Right. Yeah, yeah he's in I the suit. Wasn't I think he was maybe like a second unit director on the Hobbit movies or something too. Really? Yeah, I think so. That and sounds I familiar. I have to say the Gollum scene in the Hobbit was so freaking good. Like it was. It was, God, it was, it was like exactly how I imagined it when I read the book. He like, did also just seeing the technical upgrade to Gollum spanning the the trilogy was like pretty fascinating too. You know what we didn't even talk about is like I cuz I was to most of us here know film quite well. Uh, some have degrees in it, but like I remember reading magazines about like how they did the special features because like if you go watch Lord of the Rings today, it relatively holds up, and that's because they didn't rely too heavily on like the CGI's of the early two thousands, which would have mm-hmm. killed them. But like the like I remember like reading about like the way that they had like to have the hobbits appear small, like they would just like backstep people. Oh, it's all forced like, perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like that's wild and so clever, and I just. They're good movies. They're, yeah, they're like they're a amazing. lot of practical effects, and that's what really it, it's. It's also like why Muppets do really well. It's why a lot of like movies hold up is because they use practical effects. Other than because our, our suspension of disbelief is held out a bit more when there's actual physical things there, and and Lord of the Rings just did it perfectly. Yeah, I, I always champion practical over mm-hmm. anything, and uh, they also used they built these just like massive in scope miniature scales of like you know uh helms deep of minas tirith like that they were filming you know in these because that that was the best way to do it at the time rather than composing it in a computer and i'm sure they they used the added like you know digital painting and stuff but just i you know you can't like point to the success of weta now which is the the fabricating and uh, you know studio in New Zealand, you can't point to that without Lord of the Rings because what it wouldn't exist without it because it was basically like we need to to build this company to to do this and that's mm-hmm. one of my dreams one day is to like go see Weta. Um, my oh, so that'd be cool. awesome. My sister went to New Zealand on a like she. It's funny because when she was in college, she signed up for a study abroad and it was Australia. Cause she's like, I really want to go to Australia. And then there was like a couple of days in New Zealand. And she goes, never been to New Zealand. It's small. I don't really care about it. Then she went to New Zealand and she goes, fuck Australia. New Zealand's lit. And I remember her sending us pictures of like, they have like giant, like in the airport of New Zealand, they have all of this stuff from Lord of the Rings. Like they have like giant things hanging from the ceiling. Cause they're like, this is this is our market here. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> let's go. And like, she has pictures from the Hobbit holes. Like they just like left some of that shit up. And like, that's so, so cool that you can just go there. Visit. There was one RTX Australia where I went to New Zealand and like, oh, thank yeah. God for RTX Australia. Cause I would never have had this opportunity otherwise and went to Hobbiton and it, oh my God, it's, it best. doesn't, there's nothing about it that feels like fabricated or Ugh. like, it feels like a real place. It doesn't right. feel like a set. <clears throat> Oh, I um, love that. Uh, what's crazy. also interesting is like uh, Lindsay Ellis did like a three part series about The Hobbit, and I highly recommend anyone who's interested in this to watch it. It's just kind of like the uh, impact of The Hobbit, like the negatives and pros, and like what happened to the because like the economy boosted in New Zealand after Lord of the Rings, whereas The Hobbit kind of tanked it a little bit. And Ooh. it's just really interesting to see like the verses of Lord of the Rings versus Hobbit in that retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have a, there's Lord of the Rings is so much and I feel like we're already kind of close to time here. Um, We're over. (laughs) But, but do you have any last thoughts, memes, relationships we didn't talk about that you want to bring up before we end this longer than usual episode of OT3? (laughs) Um, I'll just say Sam is my boy. Uh, Frodo's okay. Sam's my boy. He could have taken the ring. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he could have taken the no game. help. He just, no help. He just, just for a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. No, I I think Sam is the real hero of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, Sarah, at least. If if you guys had said Elise, we're sitting down and we're going scene by scene through Lord of the Rings to talk about <laughs> each, I would have been like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> um, I, I could talk about, I mean, just I it's one of those things where I'm like, I could just repeat lines from these mm-hmm. movies forever it's just so much fun and the all the trivia that you've said and heard the same 
thing over and over a hundred times. It's never not fun. And, uh, absolutely. It, it's so masterful. Like I can't express how like there's, you know, there's a great bastion of hope that these movies come with. And that's like, it's an enduring message. Uh, we ha- didn't even talk about Christopher Lee at all. I know. I know. We didn't talk about Ian McKellen as Gandalf, all these just perfect. <sighs> oh, he so recently, much. there was a, there was a post recently about how like they're incorporating Gandalf into the Amazon series or speculation or something. And Ian McKellen basically was like, it would break my heart to, if it wasn't you know, me. for it to not be me. Like, uh, I, there's a new, aside from that series, there's like this, Netflix animated Rohirrim series coming out that I'm Ooh. so excited for. Um, I, I just, it's like hope, you know, hope is Mr. Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I love them. Can I, I want to end on one more thing, which is one of the weirdest scenes, like Lord of the Rings is great. And I feel like, what the hell is with the slow motion bed scene? I just, I just, like, I think about that sometimes <laughs> when I'm like Man, hopping they, into bed. I'm like, oh, why is this, like, why is that the way it was? Which, Sarah, in that scene, one of the things that everyone likes to point out is like, Legolas <laughs> never speaks directly to Frodo ever in the movies. <laughs> no. He doesn't. And he, and he, wa- and at that scene where everyone's like, Frodo, and they come in, he still just comes in and just like doesn't say anything. <laughs> Weird. And then Frodo like, looks so confused, like eh, eh, it's like yeah, it's like, like Legolas is his snuffleupagus. Um, yeah. I just uh, sorry. I just like had like a like I just got like thrown into that scene in my brain. I was like, that is one of the weirdest scenes I think I've ever seen in any movie ever, and it's just like a little bit too bright. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, great. Just that scene. I have so many questions. So many questions <laughs> of why the choices were made as they were. But, yeah. Yeah. And, I agree. And it's, you know, because they went through all this hardship. Everyone almost died. Mordor and armies, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what's up, y'all? We back together. Mimosas, I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. and then Sam comes in and they share that knowing, like. <laughs> what happens you're like, why are you looking at each other like that? Trail. God, Ashley Dillard, I cannot with you right now. <laughs> I mean, they were gone for a long time. I like, I, I like how Sarah's like. Ashley, I can't. But then Sarah's like, did you see this thing about this? It's something to say the least. Maybe we'll do it. Uh, maybe future episode. I don't know. Oh, I'm not going to read it. I refuse. Power. I refuse on principle. I'm not okay. going to read that Thank book. You. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I got to have standards. And it, it, I, Ashley, I, let's wrap up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Elise, for joining thank us. So this was so yes, much fun. Thank you. Thank um, you all again. Yeah, sure. I would and love to too. And I have to. I have to acknowledge that Patrick from Funhouse. He wants to come on here and talk about um, shifting with you guys. <gasps> yes, okay. he very much laid it down. Uh, he's like, because he got really upset because I told him that James told me about shifting, and he was like, "I told James about shifting." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, Patrick, you're the shifting dude." <laughs> Yeah, I he would love to talk about it because I think it's such an interesting concept. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. He was well, like, he was like, you tell them that I want to come on and talk about shifting. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll just see what we can do then. Mm-hmm. Slack immediately. You want to bring me back first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Of oh, course. Absolutely. You have priority yes. always. Like, please. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys. Of course. All right. With that. Steph, you want to lead us out? Yeah, a uh, reminder just to tweet at us or leave us a review and we'll give you a shout out. Uh, it's how we promote the show. Uh, and, you know, just thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Elise, for joining us. Thank, thank you, you guys. Elise.